0: Podcast about morality and politics with Michael Bank Peterson and Oliver Scott Curry. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to this emergency broadcast, special episode of the Map. Uh, Michael and I had planned to talk about free speech, but Putin's invasion of the Ukraine messed up our plans. Um, but nevertheless, provided us, provided us with a very interesting case study. In some of the practical issues to do with free speech, uh, in particular, what what does one do with propaganda? What does one, and in particular, what does one do with Russian propaganda? Uh, Michael, I know that you've leapt into the fray. Uh, not uh, it's not enough merely for you to save Denmark from COVID, but now you're saving the rest of the world from um, uh, Russian nonsense. Um, but you had a very interesting tweet uh, storm recently about all this, and uh, I would love to hear more about it
1: uh yes so thank you very much uh Oliver it it is indeed dark times that we uh, live in i I had had hoped as the omicron wave was going down that 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 would uh, lead to a more peaceful uh world where we wouldn't be concerned with all sorts of stuff but uh, but rather we are, are facing this um well, at the very least we'd have a chance to catch our breath before the next thing, but never mind. Yes. Uh, all right. So, uh, Russian propaganda. So one one of the things that, uh, like, there are many things to be be concerned about. Obviously, in uh, in this uh, in this uh, conflict and in this uh, war. Uh, but but what we'll be focusing on here is the the banning of. Uh, uh, Russian propaganda in the in the West um, and and I have some pretty grave concerns with the recent move by including the European Commission uh, to ban Russia today and, and Sputnik although that uh, I have absolutely no interest in, in these uh, well I don't even know whether we can call the media outlets and I've actually never uh, never seen uh, seen them um, but why am I concerned? I am concerned because we, uh, we are in a situation where the EU is moving very, very quickly uh, to banning uh, these outlets. Despite the fact that I think it is at odds with the values that we are fighting for, uh, it is uh, not necessarily efficient because propaganda isn't actually that Uh, effective in the kind of situation we are in. And also, I don't think that the ban itself is very effective. And finally, if we wanted to do something about it, which I think we definitely should do, then there are many alternative ways to deal with uh, propaganda and misinformation than through bans. But Michael, Russian propaganda is bad.
0: So why wouldn't we ban it?
1: So, first of all, you could say that that uh, we we are constantly complaining, for good reason, I think that russia is is banning media outlets uh, and and this creates sort of a a inconsistent platform for what we're actually uh, fighting fighting for. Uh, the basis for a democratic society is, uh, as uh, Karl Popper was saying, is that it's an open society where we meet, uh, bad arguments and bad information head on uh, by uh, exactly uh, exposing it and say, well, this is wrong and this is why it's wrong. So I, th- I think that there are reasons to be, be concerned just from the, the principle uh, perspective. Um, but if we look at the, at the science of misinformation, uh, then I think that there's also, um, there are also reasons to, to uh, take pause. And I think over over the last uh, couple of years, uh, we have been building up this narrative that people fall prey to fake news very easily. And that was what came out of uh, our experiences of uh, the US uh, presidential election 2016. But but actually, if we look at the science, then there are not that big effects of things like propaganda and, and misinformation.
0: I really want to get into that with you and i hope we have a chance to do that in the future but but it seems like on that point it seems like people are very willing to believe that other people are gullible yes okay
1: that's it that they they very much are and i i think one of uh one of our uh uh, good colleagues uh hugo mushy have been writing a whole book Mm. on on this topic showing well People are really not. People are very, very good at identifying bad arguments and uh, arguing against uh, bad, bad uh, arguments. Mm. Uh, and there is uh, studies of um, of general communication and advertising in in politics, which finds that there's not many effects or large effects of that. The effects are small. Um, and
0: so, and so is it presumably like an. An implication of that is not that, therefore, what they think is correct, but if they if what they think is incorrect, it's not because they've necessarily believe what they've been told, they've come to the incorrect they've made a mistake for there's many other reasons why they could come to make a mistake if indeed yeah. they are mistaken Uh
1: in 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 terms of of the views, uh, political views that one have and and so on. Well, well it's like,
0: I think some of that, some of that thing about oh, pe- people, people are misinformed or p- people have the wrong... Oh, look, there's all these people who disagree with me and let's say they have the wrong view. It's very easy to say they have the wrong view because they, they're they gullible and they've been misinformed. That doesn't... And then you're saying, no, that's not the case. They're very... Um, you said that people are very good at spotting bad arguments. I mean, obviously people do make mistakes, sure. but is the implication that... If, if they are making mistakes, it's not necessarily because they've just lapped it up from somewhere, there's other reasons, for, there's, there's other motivated reasons for making mistakes, as there's always some error, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say that that uh, many people have misinformed views about all sorts of, of things, right. but it, but it's, it's more because they have some prior beliefs that uh, where they're looking for justifications of those beliefs. So for example, if you are a person who uh, over the last uh, two years have become fed up with the, with the authorities, with the government in, in your country because of the way they have handled the COVID pandemic, then you're looking for new ways to justify that the government uh, is, uh, is lying to you. And then you can turn towards Russian propaganda. But it's not the the way propaganda mm. works. It's not that you come uh, and meet it uh, and... You are a person who trusts the government, who trust your fellow citizens. And then suddenly you meet this propaganda, and then you say, Oh, then I'll revise all my prior beliefs and my worldview. Like that's not how it works. People are using information to justify the beliefs that they already have, much more than that. They are shifting their worldviews on the basis of information. Okay. So you you mentioned that in one of the tweets. You said it's it's not if,
0: if people are misinformed, it's not it's because of their prior beliefs and then i thought well where do they get their prior beliefs from
1: like, no doesn't
0: it doesn't it, it sort of an infinite regress
1: no i th- i think that's a that's a that's a fair point and and you could say that well misinformation works in in the sense that if you grow up if you grow up in a in a country where all you have available is is uh misinformation then of course that that's the only thing that you can build your your beliefs on the basis of. So so yes, propaganda works in the sense that if you grow up in Russia, then that will influence the way you think about the world. But but I think it's important to say that that the beliefs that we are, are having in a in a in, the, in a Western context is is not so much the effect of the information, but is more grounded in the actual experiences that we have. So the actual experiences that we have with authorities, the actual experiences that we have uh, with uh, fellow citizens, the actual experiences that we have uh, with the political system.
0: So I, I know we're spiraling off sideways, but so, so that's interesting, right? So you could say there's no point banning propaganda in an open society because it's one amongst many streams of information. But there could be an argument for banning propaganda in a closed society, because after all that's what a closed society is, one that, in which there's only as it were one stream of propaganda.
1: I think it would be fantastic if we could uh, ban Russian propaganda in Russia.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it amounts to, as it were, banning a closed society or trying to prevent or try to open up a closed society.
1: Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. Right, okay, I'm with you. Um So so the the but the point is that that pro- we shouldn't expect propaganda to to be that if effective and and I think some of the studies that perhaps shows this in the most striking way uh, are studies that have been trying to to look at uh, Hitler's propaganda doing uh, the build up uh, to the Second World War in Nazi uh, Germany and and of course it's super difficult to study what what is the effect of Nazi propaganda really uh, but. But the studies that are out there suggest that that it didn't have much of an effect unless you were were already uh, anti-Semitic. So it it Mm -hmm. has, again, effects among those who are already predisposed to believe it. So that's the same thing. So it's like it's almost if
0: you're in a if you're in a closed society or even like as in a closed subculture. it's the closed subculture that's bad not the
1: the stream of information exactly so you can say that if if there are, if there are groups in in uh, western countries who are uh, susceptible to russian propaganda then we have a problem no mm. matter what then we have a problem no matter whether we ban the propaganda or not
0: right and then but again the solution is then is to open them up to yeah. to you know lots of things rather than okay rather than trying to close everything down to the nth degree because you will not get it
1: Exactly. Also, because what what we know from some of the research that we have been doing uh, doing COVID is that if if people do not have the experience of transparency, then that is something that will actually fuel the conspiracy environments and fuel the conspiracy theories. So in that sense, Mm. the, the, the groups who are susceptible to Russian propaganda can take the banning and say, well, that's exactly the problem. Now we see that the mm. Western governments do, in fact, have something to hide.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, but, but also, uh, of course, uh, the people who are, who are interested in, in Russian propaganda, because they actually believe it's true, they can very, very easily find ways to circumvent uh this this ban, just as uh, people living in Russia uh, can circumvent the bans that are uh, in existence there okay, so i've got so I've got so many questions
0: in a completely disorganized way, but let me so one objection to what you've said so far, and you you do acknowledge this in the tweet storm is um we've hit upon it a little touched upon it a little bit what about I was thinking about uh, your work on outrages and presumably one of the functions of propaganda is to provide is to outrage your supporters and that can be they can be fake outrages about particular victims of uh, of crimes and things um isn't there isn't there a good reason to try and disrupt you know uh, disrupt that process I mean I'm I'm making up a crime that my enemies have committed to galvanize my my troops, which is a very effective function of propaganda. Shouldn't we be trying to to interfere with that?
1: I definitely think we should try to interfere with that. And I think that there are many ways we can interfere with that. Uh, So I I, I do believe that the main function of of misinformation uh, within the closed circles that are susceptible to it is to, to coordinate the mindsets so it, it doesn't change the preferences, but, but it's about when, when should we act on the basis of those preferences. So sort of to put it uh, bluntly, then, then if, if we look at, at what happened in the, uh, on January 6th uh, in, in United States with the storm on the Capitol, I, I don't think that, that these people were trusting citizens, law-abiding citizens, who then suddenly became, uh, uh, who suddenly realized that the election was stolen, and therefore they went to to Congress. Rather, the misinformation served as a as a coordination uh, point, as a focal mm-hmm. point to say, "Well, we act now." Uh, so it it, it has yep. these coordination uh, functions, and of course, it's good to disrupt those kinds of of uh, coordination uh, processes. Um, and there are many ways to do that. Yeah. So cool. you could. Uh, I, I think it's it's unproblematic uh, to tag information as false uh, in in uh, social media feeds. Uh, I think it's unproblematic to uh, tag information as well. This might be uh, from uh, from from a state state sponsored uh, Russian uh, source. I think it's unproblematic and in fact extremely helpful. To to learn people or teach people how to spot uh, misinformation, uh, I think it's uh, unproblematic for uh, and again extremely helpful for for mainstream media to go in and do extensive fact checking uh, of stories. So there's friction you can add in the uh, social media environment. There are ways to empower people uh, to to notice what is true and what is is, is false. So so I think. We have a a whole range of tools available, uh, both to disrupt this sort of uh, spread of misinformation, but also to to empower the people that could be sort of incidentally exposed uh, to it. Okay, so
0: just going back half a step, I have a kind of, I have a hunch that these people who are susceptible to outrages, it's, they're going to be outraged by something. So if you tr- would try and ban the first outrage as it were that it's like playing whack-a-mole so you try and ban the first outrage that someone makes up and then it won't okay so you manage to stop that one getting out but it's only a matter of time till something latches on so it's not a particularly good strategy whereas flooding the zone with light and fact checkers and introducing uncertainty to anything that comes along is a is a is a better um, long-term strategy, given that you'll you, will, you will never keep it you know, under wraps for it,
1: ever. Exactly, and also uh, the 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 idea that that groups who are engaging in in this outrage process that that the only propaganda they can uh, receive and and use for these purposes comes from these sources is of course wrong. Like there are multiple fringe. Uh, even fringe sources they, that they can draw upon to to build mm. these narratives. So I think I think it's 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 clear that these bands are uh, are, are not really doing much work, except mm. that they are sending a signal to uh, to Russia. But I think essentially they are sending the wrong signal because. They are signalling that we don't care that much about the core principles that we're fighting for. Yeah,
0: we don't believe we don't believe in the power of a free society because we're willing to abandon it as soon as it's threatened. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, you said about you. You said just now that the fact checkers and media organizations can uh, fact check and everything else. So then that leads me to ask. Uh, you know who who watches the watchmen. So then you have these. Or, then you have uh, potentially authoritative organisations making decisions about what's fact and what's not. And obviously they're they they're, they're um, uh, susceptible to errors too. So who who's who should we rely on to do that?
1: So I, I guess the point is, uh, in in an open society, everyone is watching everyone, right? Like that's okay. that's the whole that's the whole point. Uh, but but of of course, as an as an individual citizen, you you need to figure out well, what what are the sources that I I trust, uh, and and there I would would say well you should you should trust the sources that you normally trust. So, uh, if you trust the BBC, then follow the BBC uh, when when it comes to to the war in uh, in Ukraine, uh, just as 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 people. Uh, uh, here in Denmark, would 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 trust the the major public service uh, news stations, and,
0: and and presumably they, I mean, we shouldn't be like you said, you should, we shouldn't be wholly trusting anyone. We should always be a little bit sceptical, and we should also always maintain a, a little bit of doubt about um, about anything. And I mean, and back to the Popperian point of view, I mean, we're not trying to engineer a perfect system here because we'll be disappointed. We're just trying to sort of minimize just to be less wrong, to kind of come up with the least bad system.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I think what, one of the things that, that uh, concerns me in this regard is that given that I think that there's so little reason to ban those um, Russian media outlets, and given that I think it won't be really Super effective in, in solving any of the problems that 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 might be relevant to solve. Uh, then this sets a uh, this potentially could set uh, up something that will be used in, in the future as well. Like if 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 this is the threshold, then what hmm. we will do with in situations where there's really problems uh, to to deal with in terms of uh, of misinformation uh, and, and propaganda um so so that's what one of the things that i, I think is like in the political science textbook is that when when tools have been put to use they will always be put to use more uh so i, I think we should be concerned here
0: so what do you think
1: about this development of I skimmed this on the interwebs.
0: There's some uh, EU agency that has banned, like, like you mentioned, Russia. Is it banned Russia today or banned Sputnik? So some some arm of the bureaucracy has taken it upon themselves to ban this information. What what do you?
1: Uh,
0: I know soon we're not in favour of bans, but what are your thoughts about this agency taking that initiative? I don't. At whose behest? I don't know.
1: Uh, I I think it's it's. Uh... It's uh, problematic also because it's something that is uh, uh, taken at the uh, European Union level without uh, without much discussion within the national uh, parliaments, uh, and and this is not a this is not a, a discussion about uh, what should the EU do and what should should uh, the national parliaments do, but it's so it's, is is it an
0: EU-wide decision?
1: That's my that's my understanding. Uh, i because it's uh, it's enforced by the the european union but i think this is something that's so principled that 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 it requires much more deliberation uh, and and much more uh involvement down at the at the national parliaments
0: yeah okay so that's interesting so if somebody yeah it's like you know i'm not a big lord of the Ring, rings fan but it's like someone's got this this i, I don't even know enough about it to get them
1: the analogy right what is it the ring of the the, the ring of power is that what it's that, called that is what the call what's called
0: hasn't it got a better name than that no no okay the ring of power that doesn't sound right anyway so again so that's interesting so this the um this the sort of banning things is a bit like the ring of power in lord of the rings is like it's a very tempting weapon but it's bad for anyone to have and rather than proliferate bands we should you and i should trek to the i don't i don't know enough about lord of to trek to that volcano in mordor is it i don't know and then is Mordor. we should get yes. rid of it is it no but what's the volcano called
1: uh the, oh i don't know i don't
0: know oh the, no
1: it's a, it, it's called a mount doom is it okay? So we should trek to
0: Mount Dune and drop these bands into Mount into it, rather than have this powerful weapon around. Because then, like you say, then it's, it's uh, someone else can then abuse it, and then and then you get into a terrible political fight about who's allowed to ban what. Whereas if we or you know, if we multilaterally disarm, uh, we're in a very, we're still in a conflictual situation, but it's much like, it's much more open. And like you say, it's, it's um, it's a free-for-all with, with everyone checking
1: everyone else. Uh, yes, and, and I think one of, one of the things that, that also drove home that point for me was uh, that, that it turned out that the, that the, that the UK uh, didn't ban Nazi propaganda uh, during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if they didn't do that, then, uh, then, then I think uh, we should uh, think twice. Okay, so a couple more things then. So
0: another point you made, which is, uh, was interesting, is that you. it's also informative to see, as it were, the lies other people tell themselves. If you, the more, you, I mean, it's just like understand your enemy. So if, if you see that, for example, Russian citizens believe this is a good thing because of the information they've given, um, you, uh, when I say, Empathy—I don't mean you agree with them or think they're good, but you can understand why they might have come to that conclusion—and um, presumably be better placed to um,
1: try and disabuse them. Yeah, exactly. So both uh, both it can generate and and sort of understanding of of what is happening, and and also it can be a motivating factor as as well. So I think again, coming back to the example of of. Uh, uh world war ii where i think exposure to the nazi propaganda would would actually be something that say well th- this is the world that they are uh, living in uh mm. but but also say that that this is definitely something that that we need to 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 fight uh so so mm. i think it can it can work in 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 both directions like both creating understanding but also create the the opposite but in any case i think it's important to actually know what what is going on on the other side of of a conflict and in, in a way i think as a citizen you have the right to know what is going mm. on on the other side of of the conflict
0: mm. and and presumably what is going on on the other side of the conflict can act as an outrage for 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 us so i'm thinking like the other day when i i don't know the provenance of this but the other day when i saw you know a bunch of russian high school students all doing pseudo nazi salutes chanting z for victory in a shopping mall um i didn't look at that and go oh they look cool i want to join in I, you know i looked it sent a shiver down my spine and i thought oh my goodness i hope this you know what um that's repulsive and it was galvanizing uh to sort of, to see uh, to see that, so it can have the the sort of salutary effect on on our side as it were
1: exactly exactly
0: well so that leads into the uh, the last thing I wanted to mention which i, I don't remember it's in your tweet storm, but presumably it's been mentioned that it that the the ban's also counterproductive in the sense that it gives Russia the excuse to ban um western media in in Russia, so it, it's it's doubly ineffective, doubly counterproductive.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I I definitely have sympathy for that argument. Uh, I I I don't think, on the other hand, that Russia needs any excuses uh, for, for for doing the the banning. So in that sense, I don't think it has right. a big causal effect uh, on on Russia's decisions. But but of course, it it it, it, it at least give them some kind of of way of saying, well, you are doing it too. So what's it's, the problem?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, there's plenty more to talk about, and uh, I, in a way, I hope we don't get the opportunity to um, continue talking about this, but uh, at least while it's a live issue, I hope it's resolved as quickly as possible. Um, uh, but I think that's all we've got time for in this emergency broadcast episode of The Map. So uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, press all the buttons and um, be safe out there and see you next time.